Blog Talk Radio. Live from Washington, D.C., it's quintessential listening. Poetry Online Radio. QLPOR, as it's widely known, features a bevy of poets, spoken word artists, and live poetry readings with best-selling authors. Your host is Dr. Michael Anthony Ingram. Good evening, everyone. My special guest tonight is poet and prolific author, Teresa James. Welcome, Teresa, to the program. Thank you much, and thank you for having me. Oh, you're more than welcome. You're more than welcome. Let's begin our journey together, all right? Great. All right. <laughs> Say it with some enthusiasm. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's okay. That's sorry okay. about that one. <laughs> all right. All right. Good. As you think about your writing, you've written four books. You have hundreds of poems. What is poetry? What is poetry? Well, I think it's best that I describe what it is for me as even written on um, my book, The Heart of a Rose, um, on the front cover. um, Poetry is beauty and intensity of emotion expressed by words. And even with that, I think it even goes a little bit deeper um, as far as how it's written. Um, Poetry is just, it's more than just, you know, prose. It's more than just talking and you know putting out feelings and emotion i think that there's um i think that there's some skill there's some some literature aspects of it and you know things like that so but for me it's it's about emotion and it's about how you you write those emotions to become poetry oh wow very nice nicely stated it's not like just not like spilling out words, you know, because, you know, I read poetry all day and every single day because, you know, I have poetry <laughs> groups and, <laughs> you okay. know, I read a, a, a lot of writing um, and a lot of things that, and for me, because, you know, in, in, in my opinion, it's like um, some of these things are just people just throwing out words and throwing out emotions, but then it's not poetry. It's right. just not poetry. So, you know, mm-hmm. for me, there's, there's something that I look for when I decide this is poetry. All right. Why do you think, based on what you know, that poetry is important? Why is it important? Oh, gosh. I oh, <laughs> That's a hard one. Um, it's important for me because, you know, also, you know, with me dealing with other authors um, and uh, – they write different types of books um, and romance and all different types of things. Um, it's not important for them. So I could only speak mm-hmm. on why it's important to me. You know, yes. um, I've had people say that, you know, they don't like poetry, but poetry is important, and it goes back thousands of years. I mean, even if, you know, even if you read uh, the Bible, for one, the whole book of the Song of Solomon is a book of poetry, the whole entire book. Yes. So, I mean, poetry has, has been our roots. It has been with us for generations. It, it's a part of who we are. Wow. I already enjoy listening to you. I like that. I like that. Please share a poem. Okay. 
<laughs> I didn't choose <laughs> any. Um, so I'm just, um, okay, let's do this one. This one happens to be one of my favorite poems. Um, All right. And I don't know exactly what makes it my favorite, but I just love it. So let's just start. <laughs> if I was a painting, I would be a Picasso and possess how the eyes see beauty. I'd be the colors that soothe the soul. I'd be the boldness that meets the canvas. I'd be the richness of expression from the start to bring about the passion for art. I'd be a masterpiece of exuberance, which makes my eyes dance merrily. My colors would display hues of clarity. I'd be my own exhibit on display for all to see, red, blue, orange, and green. If I was a painting, that's what I'd be, a Picasso, bold and strikingly. That's the end of that one. Wow, I like that. <laughs> I like that. You'd be a Picasso. Wow, I like that a lot. <laughs> As you think about your body of work, what are some of the predominant themes? The predominant things. What do you write about? The predominant things with, oh, the predominant things of what I write about. Um, yes. Again, for me, um, as like um, many who know my work know that I write from pure emotion. I write from a place mm -hmm. that comes, you know, from deep within. Like, I can't just write a poem because I look at a picture. I can't just write a poem like if someone says, okay, uh, I want you to write a poem on the blue sky. I, I, I don't do that because my emotion is driven and, and my poems mm. are driven from, from a very deep place that, you know, um, when it's time to surface, it comes out and you know, it's it's very deep for me. So that's one of the things that I guess I predominantly write poems. All right, all right. You know, you mentioned pure emotion. Poetry, mm -hmm. in many instances, is about emotion. Do you think that someone can be called a poet if they don't feel strong emotions? Um, I believe because, um, to a certain extent, yeah, because, I mean, it's also an art in as with anything, things can be taught. So I think that anyone can learn to write poetry. But I think that the greatest poets are ones who have gone through things or that have suffered or who have experienced life to bring about um, the emotions that are needed to, to make a strong poem. You know, I always say that a great poet has suffered. Mm. All right. Wow. Oh, you're ready. Great. I like that. Uh, <laughs> how does a poem begin for you, Teresa? With an idea, a form, or an image? Once again, I, I go back to that emotion. It always, for me, it always stems from, you know, something that I've been through or something that I'm going through mm -hmm. or something that I want the world to hear or something. You know, a lot of my poems are metaphoric, and I love to uh, use uh, those type of metaphors in my poems, you know, where I use, like the rose, for instance, the heart of a rose. Mm -hmm. That whole book, um, it really truly isn't about, roses per se, like the the physical actual rose that you would see in a botanical garden, but then it still is because I metaphorically break it down and kind of personify mm -hmm. that rose. So, you know, for me, it, it has to do with basically something that I've experienced in life because I can only write about things that I know about. 
I don't yes. typically speak about things that I don't know about, so I don't typically mm-hmm. write about things that I don't know about. So if it's a poem, I've been through it, and it's a part of me All right. who I am. All right. Let's go back for a moment to your beginnings in terms of poetry. What was an early experience where you learned that poetic language had power? Probably when I was about 12 years old. I've always, I've always written. I've always been a writer, and when even when I was in school, um, English and literature were my favorite subjects. Um, and I remember when I was, I think it was about 17, I wrote this poem to enter into a uh, a contest, and the poem was about dancing in a white gown. I don't think I won that contest, but I did receive a beautiful, like, a certificate, you know, um, of honor and um, acknowledgement, but I didn't, I, I don't think I, no, I didn't win first prize. <laughs> but anyway, um, that's when I wrote my first poem um, that really had a lot of depth and a lot of meaning as to what dancing in that white gown meant to me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> very nice, very nice, very nice. Um, all great writers have great writing influences. Who are some of yours, and what makes them great in your eyes? Oh, wow. <laughs> That's a good question. Um, <laughs> great writers. Oh. That's a hard one. I read James Patterson books. I read all his books. I love his books. Um, mm-hmm. But great writers, uh Oh, great poets, either uh, one. I'm not sure if I would say a poet, but Helen Keller, um, growing up, I read a lot of things that that she would write, and she has said some astounding words. Um, There's just beauty in, in everything, you know, that she would write about and how she would, uh, how she saw life. You know, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. but great writers, um, that's hard because, you know, growing up, I read so many, Judy Bloom, um, uh, geez, that's, I'm sorry, but <laughs> that one has, right. has me thinking a little that's bit right. too hard. <laughs> <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, please share another poem. Okay. Another poem. Um, I will, hmm. Share something, another one, out of the heart of a rose. Uh, Okay. This one isn't titled, but it happens to be one that um, I wrote, you know, just going through it in life. But I always referred to myself as a rose. So here we go. All right. Yes. It starts off, yes, I'm a rose with many thorns. Although no heart will ever mourn, even when pricked by careless tricks. For my love is gracious without scorn. My beauty possesses honor by itself. Essence is greater than carnal wealth. Sophistication never moves in stealth. Beauty of my soul, the mystery untold. Precious flower of every man's desire. Beholds the wisdom of a king's attire. My thorns protect, come at your own risk. No matter how many times he's pricked comes back for more. I am truly adored, soft as velvet and devotion like a dove. A rose is bold and will always be loved. That's the end. Very nice. You know, your voice seems to take on a different resonance when you share. There's a lot of conviction in terms of what, you, what you're emoting. 
what do you think is the relationship between your speaking voice and your written voice? If there is a relationship. Okay, so you're saying when I read, it's a little bit different, but yes, um, I think that when everyone, it, it, you said bolder, stronger, I'm sorry, I didn't stronger, hear stronger. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. Um, I would say that everybody's, you know, that I've heard or ever, you know, listened to anyone's spoken word seems to be a little bolder when they're, you know, reciting poetry. <laughs> um, but I'm not sure how to totally answer that question. I don't know. I just, when I read, it just it's, it comes from my heart. It's just a part of me. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, the reason that I always ask that question <laughs> is that I know when I share poetry, I feel as if I'm in my fullest essence. And during that particular mm-hmm. time, no one could hurt me, harm me, or anything else. But when I come out of that state, mm-hmm. it's almost back to normal where I'm very shy. So I was just just wondering. Oh yeah, because you know mm-hmm. I'm shy. <laughs> I am, and it is. It is it you is so don't funny sound like it. <laughs> exactly, and I, now I get where you're you're coming from okay. without just telling the whole world that you already know I'm shy. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> with, with that being said, yes, pretty much, I'm very very extremely reserved. I don't like the spotlight. I don't want to be on stage. I don't. None of that. It's just. It's not me. I'm just so, like, I'm just shy. But, you know, I feel like when I speak, it's a word that needs to be heard. And mm-hmm. um, I can't be all timid and, and shy when there's something that needs to be said. Oh, wow. I because like words that. have power. Words have yes, power. Yes, they do. So, yes, you know, um, no matter how shy I am, I need to express them with that power in order to be mm-hmm. able to, to do what it's set out to do. And that's to I'm going to I'm going to read one of your statements that the beauty of a poem is not in the length of the content, it's in the power of the words. So yes, that's yes. extremely powerful, power and powerful. Mm-hmm. I like that. Again, um, mm-hmm. what I want to ask you, let's imagine for a moment mm-hmm. that a poem <laughs> is like a cake. All right. What do you think goes into the concoction we call a cake, or you could call a poem? What goes into it ah, to make it? Yes, yes. So, with that being said, you cannot bake an egg, a cake without eggs. You know, you need flour, okay. you need sugar, um, you need all mm-hmm. of those components in order to to get your your result. Okay. So, mm-hmm. one of the things that I used to always say is, my grandmother used to bake with love. So, I think with mm. poetry. There needs to be love within the within the poet within the poem and within the poet itself. Um, there needs to be experience because um, I'm not the best baker in the world. All right, all right. <laughs> and I've burnt and I've and I've burnt a few cakes. <laughs> <laughs> so my point is in poetry <laughs> so my point is in poetry I think that there should be experience and skill. Um I think that you should um know the English language very well so that you're able to determine what needs to be said because for instance in my book of the heart of a rose um there's a couple of things that people think are actual typos and they're not. Um, I actually meant for it to be that way. But see, here's the thing. I think that it's important that 
a person who writes poetry has a full, um, I guess, understanding of the English language and as far as um, commas, periods, uh, knowing where to put these things, oh, and, and knowing if they've made a mistake. Just like with me, you know, I can go back and say, oh, well, yeah, that was a typo. Let me go fix it. No, I specifically wrote it like that, and that's, but I know the difference. All right. All right. Well, please, yeah, it does make sense. I mean, everything you say really makes sense. It's all clear, and I'm right with you. Please share another poem. Okay. This one is titled, and uh, it's called Emotional Abuse. Emotional abuse, abuse. A thief came in the night with a knife and stabbed me twice with words of scrutiny and emotional blasphemy. He stole my peace and even my sense of dignity, broke me with the pain of his words. He stripped me naked and left me in fear of being exposed, gave me roses as a token. But yet, once again, I'm broken. Pleasant words can heal and lethal ones will kill. How could he come into my life and steal? That's the end of that one. Mm-hmm. What is the purpose of that particular piece? What's the purpose of that poem? The purpose of the poem is what emotional abuse is like. Mm. Uh, Because, you know, a lot of people don't want to speak on that because, you know, for domestic violence, okay, there's always some type of proof. You know, if someone is battered, because it can be seen, okay? But with emotional abuse, sometimes it's ten times worse. And as is said in the poems, you know, uh, came in the night, which is slickly, okay, not to be seen, Mm -hmm. with a knife Mm -hmm. and stab Mm -hmm. me twice, you know, with words. Emotional abuse comes through words, you Mm -hmm. know, um, and it does make you lose your sense of dignity, um, and basically, like it says in a poem, broke me with the pain of his words. You know, that's what emotional abuse does. It takes, and it's still a type of violence. It's still a type of abuse, um, but it's not, it, it's not seen. So it's just, you know, one of those poems to just let people know that I've been there, done that, seen mm-hmm. it, experienced mm-hmm. it, mm-hmm. and it's real. So that's what that mm-hmm. poem's about. Very nice. You know, poetry helps people when they read it mm-hmm. and they find their story in that particular piece. That's a great thing. Mm-hmm. That's a great thing. That's a great thing. You know, they say that to see the world with complete honesty, one should look to comedians, artists, and poets. What do you think emerges naturally from your work? What emerges from you? From my work, um, pretty much just my heart. My heart emerges from my work. Um, My heart, my life, my experiences, my love, my strength, my weaknesses. um, That's pretty much what what emerges from my poetry. And, And hopefully to touch someone that even if they've been through what I'm going through or what I've been through, that they're able to just relate and if they can just feel for one second that someone wrote about this and they wrote it 
as a poem. Mm. You know, I want to talk about your books for a moment. You've written four mm-hmm. books. <laughs> That's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Let's first focus on The Heart of a Rose. What inspired it? Mm-hmm. Well, with The Heart of a Rose, the the main reason <laughs> that I actually wrote that book was only because uh, people kept asking me, well, where's the book? Where can I buy your book? Where can where can we get your poetry? Because, see, I had already had Love of a Poet, um, a, a page on Facebook. I started that page 24 months ago. And mm. I said when I started it, I said, uh, I don't know where I'm going with this. So I just started posting a couple of quotes. And so I told myself, I said, if I get 50 followers i'll stick with it well next thing i knew i had a hundred then i had a then i had a thousand then i had three thousand as of today i think it's like 200 and and this is in 24 months i think it's like 250,000 followers on that page you know and i wasn't expecting that and so what happened was i was putting out poetry and i was just writing poetry and i was just putting it out on the page so finally i said everything that i've ever posted um that i thought was uh you know should be kept or should be put in the book. Um, I just gathered all those poems that I had already posted on the page, and I put them in the heart of the rose because that's heart of a rose is because that's what you know I always uh, write poetry about, and so that's how that book came about. Mm. And poetic love notes. Poetic love notes was written um, primarily, I would say, by Levan Robinson. Him and I wrote that book together. Um, uh, you know, we just were going back and forth with, with words, and, and he would give me words, and he would write me poems, or he would write poems, and he'd send them to me. And finally I said, you know, let's let's put all of these in a book. And so um, we just collaborated on that one. Poetic Ecstasy. Mm-hmm. What about that one? Another, Tell me. <laughs> another collaboration. <laughs> it, um, that was like all, all of my sensuous poems, um, you know, uh, more so uh, touching on um, relationships, um, intimacy, love, and those type of things. Um, you know, I wouldn't really consider it like erotic poetry. Um, it, it, mm-hmm. It's subtle. Um, it's clean. Um, it's deep, you know. And, and that's one of the things about my poetry. I always try to find a way, even when being sensual, even when being sexual, to be able to present um, these type of things within my words without them being uh, so explicit. Like, I I don't do that. Like, I don't use that. I I, I feel like this. My thing is I have enough words in my vocabulary that I can make Mm -hmm. you feel without being, I would say, as we say, sometimes, yeah, nasty. (laughs) All right. (laughs) All right. (laughs) You know, I find a way. (laughs) What about a a little poetic? Tell me about a little poetic. Oh, a little poetic. <laughs> a little poetic uh, was written and uh, and and pretty much named that because every poem in the in the book is pretty much short. Um, I don't write long poetry, um, so I even have mm-hmm. a poem that I think is maybe ten or fifteen words, um, and it's mm-hmm. and it's one of my successful pieces. Um, so. Um, with that one, what I did was I compiled all of my short poems together um, and put them in that book. All right. Here's a question before we take a break. What do you mm-hmm. think you learned about yourself writing these books? And you could choose one book or all of them together collectively. What did you learn about yourself? Wow. 
That's a good question. Um, I, I don't think that I actually learned anything about myself. I think what I did is I gave myself. Mm. Okay. So there were no surprises. Uh, surprises. Were there any surprises? Mm, no. I, I really think I just gave myself, meaning like I, I really put me out there because learning mm-hmm. myself, I've already knew who I was and, and I'm okay. just the type of person that I'm just, I'm in full understanding of who I am, what my purpose Ooh, is, nice. what I want in life, you know, so it was just mm-hmm. me just putting myself out there, but not so much like learning anything new about me from writing this book. Oh. All right, all right, all right. Let's take a brief break, and we'll be right back. Okay. Teresa James, Teresa, not only is this program about your sharing your work, it's also a call-in show where people call in and they have questions for you. And we have a caller. How do you feel about that? <laughs> That's a surprise. <laughs> now that is a surprise. <laughs> no, no, no. If you read my PDA. <laughs> I talk about people calling me. <laughs> all right, oh, let's wow. try this. All right, okay. let's try this. Let's <laughs> all right, all right. Area code two six seven. The first three numbers are eight one nine. You're on the air. Good evening. Good evening. Would you like to... <laughs> Hello. Yes. <clears throat> can you hear me? Okay. Yes, can you I hear can. Me now? Yes. Okay, yes, great. Good evening to both of you. Um, my evening. name is Teresa as well. Um, and just listening, I, it's funny, I, I, I saw your link earlier today about this broadcast, mm-hmm. and I really wanted to get on. Um, I do have a copy of your book, The Heart of a Rose. Um, mm-hmm. It's the first book that I purchased by you. But I was excited about it because I, you know, I write as well and, you know, just kind of got out there with my first book. And then reading what you have written and then hearing you talk about it now is just really um, igniting something in my spirit. <laughs> oh, wow. Um, it it mm-hmm. really just, um, one of the things that that you talk about um, from what I'm gathering in your poetry are, are things that are real, yes. things that have really happened. And, you know, it's, you know, some folks, you know, when they're looking uh, uh, for poetry, like if they think they're reading poetry, they're looking for roses are red and violets are blue. 
And, you know, that's one of the things that, that I tell folks, listen, this is not roses are red and violets are blue. <laughs> you know, this is about <laughs> no. things that have really happened and just putting them in words that, it, you know, it's not the whole story is not a long story, but at the end of it, you get it. <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, there there's a be, mm-hmm. the beginning, a middle, and the end. You know, and you get yes, it. And, definitely. You know, yes, that's so true. It's just, wow. So it's just great <laughs> hearing you, you know, talk about this right now. And, I, and I'm going to be quiet, but, you know, <laughs> I, I, I'm happy to have been able to call in and just say this to you, you know, that you well, let me, let you me ask you, Teresa. To Teresa. Thank you. <laughs> well, let me yes, ask this before you go. Do you have a question for Teresa? Any question you'd like to ask her? About her craft, anything um, actually? Yeah, yeah. Not you, Teresa. Not you, Teresa. Teresa James. Are you thinking about? Are you thinking about publishing a book, or have you already done so? Okay, um, I have published my first book um, at May twenty first of last year, so it's actually the past the one year anniversary. Um, and it's, it's called Seeds, Trees, Branches, and Leaves. And um, I will definitely it, check it, that one out. Wow. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, I will definitely it. check that one out. But I think we can learn. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. I will definitely so check that one out. Like, I'm gonna have to, in fact, where's my pen? I'm trying to write. Yes. <laughs> if you could, definitely, if you could send me an email, too, I would love to just, because that's one of the things that I love to do. I mean, and I just want to mention this to, to everybody that's listening. I love reading other people's poetry. I love wow, reading yes. poetry books. Like, that, for me, you know, that's my thing. You know, with me being so busy, I don't get to read as much as I, I would like to, but I do. I buy poetry, and I buy books, and they're like, I, I just love them. So I will definitely check that one out. Wow. Thank you well, so and much also, for Yes. Also, Teresa, if you email me, there may be an opportunity mm-hmm. for you to be on the program and share your work. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So I need to collect both emails from you guys, and Teresa, I really would love to bond with you because I'm, as I'm sitting here and learning and, you know, as I'm listening to you, and, um, you know, one of the, the questions that I do have for you, um, I heard you saying you're somewhat shy. Mm-hmm. So do you do you do spoken word or you know when you're reading your poetry are you reading it or are you um able to recite it from memory um how do you perform oh, well i definitely can't recite it from memory <laughs> i have a friend that does and it blows me away i, I just i think that's amazing right. when someone can do that no i don't i actually right. i'm just sitting here i open up the book and kind of just flip through the pages mm-hmm. and oh, i'll read this one um no mm-hmm. i just uh and i don't do spoken word like i, I don't go out to uh any events or anything like that the most i'll do mm-hmm. is um i'll do a recital um uh, as far as um on like a voice thing and and post it to Facebook, you know, let people hear it. But that's about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. And, well, and right, don't well. feel bad about that because I'm the same. I'm in the same space there. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. 
Well, thank you, Teresa, <laughs> for calling thank in. You so well, thank much. you, guys. <laughs> yes, all right. It's really nice. I like that. I like that. I like when people call in. Teresa James, share another poem. Yes. Okay, I was going to do Poetic Ecstasy, but I um, haven't decided which one I will do. So maybe I can do one which is um, from A Little Poetic. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to take any No, 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 this is fine. Little this is breaks okay. here. Okay, I'll read this one um, because, uh, you know, I've dealt with a lot of depression in my life, and I think it's probably why I've written this one um, at that present time, what I was going through, um, and it's titled Depression. Mm. The sky is gray today, and and the sounds I hear bring fear. The darkness grips me tight while holding me near and dear. My days are long, nights are cold. These feelings never become old. Just a lingering sense of wasted time, which keeps ticking inside my mind, always wondering if hope is blind. Will the sun shine on me today? I remain thinking the sky is gray. That's Mm. the end of that one. I need to allow that one to kind of sink in. That was beautiful. I don't think I've only asked this particular question of maybe one other person, and I think you may have already answered it. Do you find any connection between your health, physical or mental, and your relationship with poetry? Yeah, yeah. Um, I would say that um, it helps in the sense of the needing to release some emotions, some hurt, uh, some pain, as it says in one of my bios that now I bleed ink, <laughs> you know, um, sharing the world, you know, sharing to the world my feelings um, instead of being so hurt all the time. I think it, it, it provides a way of release. It does, yes. So, all right. And I think that there's, you know, some, there's healing involved, yeah. Yes, I agree 100%. You know, you mentioned the word wor- world. What do you think is the role of a poet in modern-day society? What are we supposed to do? Oh, gosh. Oh, this reminds me of a poem I wrote a couple of days ago about poetry. Just um, <laughs> Okay. I, I just, honestly, I mean, I have some feelings on that as far as I, I've, I've been saying lately that poetry is dead. And, of course, I know that it's not. Mm. But the reason why I feel that way is because um, poetry has changed because people are changing and times are changing. You know, when I think of a poet, I, I think of someone great. You know, I think of um, someone deep. I think of someone um, – I just look at them differently. But today, everybody writes, it's like everybody writes poetry or everybody passes whatever they have to say off as poetry. You know, I have people that, you know, come into the group sometimes and they write all this stuff and go, oh, didn't you like my poem? And I'm thinking to myself, that was not a poem, (laughs) you know. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. you know, for me, it's it's like I'm not sure what our poet's supposed to do because it seems like, you know, um, you know, everybody's writing it or so what they call to be poetry and it's just 
I don't know. That's really hard for me as yeah, far as what a poet is supposed to be doing. If it, if right. it that makes all sense right. at all. It does make sense. It does make sense. You've written four books. You teach groups. You hundreds of poems. Where does your poetic doubt begin, and where does it end? Hmm. The only doubt that I have um, in writing poetry is that people may not understand. Um, they may not really get what I'm trying to say. You All know, right. I had I, I had someone tell me once after writing, reading one of my poems that that wasn't poetry because it was just plain everyday words. And mm. I was like, okay, well, it was poetry and rhyme, <laughs> you know. But, you know, he, he, said, he said to me, he said, he said, well, poetry is supposed to be complex. It's supposed to, you know, you're not supposed to be able to understand it. You're supposed to, I said, listen, <laughs> I said, if I'm going to speak to you, I want you to understand I don't want to speak and people have to try to figure out and decipher and and make up their own, you know, thoughts and feelings and what they think I may have been trying to say. I want you to know what I'm saying. So that's Mm -hmm. one of the reasons why my words are so simple, you know, Mm -hmm. when I'm writing. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's funny that I usually ask the question about the importance of accessibility. And the question is, how hard should you work to understand a poem? How hard should you work? That's usually the question that I ask. Well, for me, I don't want to work that hard. If I don't like abstract poetry. If I have to break my brain and try to sit there and figure out, you know, what is he trying to say? What was that, what was that great poet trying when he said this, that, you know? Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Share another poem. Share another that. poem. Favor us again. Favor us again. Okay, I'm going to read one that is, is just really simple, um, very simple. It's called Afternoon Stroll. Take a walk with me, and let's stop to lay beneath the lover's tree in the valley. I will tell you my dreams and maybe even my fantasies. Gazing into your eyes is a delight indeed. The aroma of the flowers' presence in the air leads me to run my fingers through your hair. Oh, my darling, you are like the cherry blossoms to me, a sure sign as the first days of spring. To give you my love awaits a wedding ring. That's it. Oh, <laughs> there is something about your voice. Like I said again, it just commands the room. It really, really does. It really does. Wow. (laughs) All right, all right, all right. You know, if you had an opportunity to live in a different era, where would it have Mm -hmm. been? Where would you have wanted to exist and write poetry? What era? I'm not sure. Maybe um, maybe in... uh the times when the songs of Solomon was written, maybe in those times, mm. it seems like, mm. you know, the way that they wrote there. In fact, there's there's one poem in in the Song of Solomon is just absolutely beautiful. I have posted it even in my groups, and, and mm-hmm. um, you know, did like a 
where did this come from? You know, and people would write and say, oh, my God, it's all about. It's one of the most beautiful poems. So um, maybe in that time I would have loved to, to write, and also probably maybe in the early 1900s. Okay, okay. You know, you're an old pro at this. You've worked, you've written. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I meant that in the most positive way. <laughs> Here's the question. Have your favorite poems arrived already, or are they still on their way? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, there's a couple that um, I love. I love them. Um, so I would say a few have arrived, but I think mm-hmm. there's one that's still inside of me that must come out mm-hmm. that will also be one right. of my favorites. Okay, okay, okay. You know, as you think about your poetry, has any poem ever frightened or humbled you that you've written? No, no. No, it hasn't. Not frightened or humbled me. Not in, in my opinion. No, I don't believe so. Okay. Or I don't. Right. I don't feel it so. No. Mm-mm. All right then. Very nice. Are you willing to be hurt by the poetry of others? That's a tough one. I don't think I've ever asked that one. <laughs> willing to be hurt? Um. No. No. Enlightened? Maybe. Um. Mm-hmm. A little blown away, but never hurt, no. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Share another poem. <laughs> okay, this one I will share for all my friends um, that seem to go through PTSD and other emotional mm-hmm. things. And like I was saying, that most of my poems are extremely short. Um, uh, and this one is from A Little Poetic. It is entitled... But it begins, secret and lies beneath the lies, truth disguised as the darkness blinds, who knows where raging winds blow, and my mind is where delusions seem to go, haunting memories of the past creeping in like cancer's mass, remedies for a cure, can't take this anymore. That's the poem. Wow. That's it. I I can't take this anymore. And, you know, some poets claim to recent. That a poem is like a living creature. Once it's out there, there's not much you can do to correct or improve it. While others edit meticulously, not leaving much from the original draft form. What is your take on the process of editing? Um, pretty much when I write my poems, that's, that's mm-hmm. what it is. It, it's not a huge edit involved. Like, as I'm writing, I'm pretty much saying exactly what needs to be said. I do go back and, um, and adjust things. Um, and, and a lot of times what I, I do, um, as far as if any editing needs to be done, is I make sure it flows. <clears throat> because, you know, I have heard, excuse me, I have heard um, someone say, oh, well, you know, that was a little clunky. Um, when I'm dealing with my emotions, I, I pretty much don't like to, to go with, you know, <laughs> what's clunky because I need to get that out. But what I what I do try to do is if something needs to be edited, I always go back and make sure it sounds like everything just has a flow to it and that it yes. sounds nicely. So that's about all I have on that. All right. <laughs> you know, as you think about a poem, what do most well-written poems have in common? Well-written poems. 
Mm-hmm. And this is your own interpretation of what a well-written poem is. There are no rights or wrongs on this one, on any of my questions. I think most well-written poems has a sense of truth in them, mm. has a lot of truth in them, um, has a lot of integrity, has a lot of boldness. Um, I think very well-written poems have the ability to touch the reader in a place, you know, where they can say, I feel this, I understand this, I know this, you know. Um, that's my take on what a well-written poem has in it. All right. Conversely, what do the most poorly written poems have in common? Did you say poorly written? Yes. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> well, I'm a tough one. Written? I'm a tough one. <laughs> That's why they paid me the big bucks, Teresa. <laughs> to throw those questions out there. Have I would say most poorly poems uh, have have just <laughs> have a sense of. of just dryness, um, like okay. in the same words, um, a repetition of words. Um, uh, just I don't know. That that one's a hard question, but you know, like it, I, I can I say is this? Can I say this live? It's just garbage. Yes. Like yes, I mean, it's yes, like, it's just you. Now, nobody else is here. Is, nobody else is here. A poem is pretty much. It's pretty much you just read it and you be like, no, that's garbage. You know. Uh, but, you know. <laughs> well, let me put a disclaimer up that poorly written is what's the word relative because. Everybody defines their own work in their own way. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. So I'll put that and out that there, you know. So, uh, and that is true. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because someone may Let's define it as garbage, break. too. So, you know, yes. you know that, that's a hard question. <laughs> it is. We'll be right back. <laughs> I think we need a break. All right. We'll be right back. <laughs> Again, I am Michael Anthony Ingram. I'm here with the wonderful Teresa James. And I want to ask you something, Teresa. Yes. If you could tell your younger writing self anything, what would it be? My younger writing self. Yes. Hmm. I don't quite know how to answer that question because I wrote when I was young. And I don't think that I wrote, like, I stopped writing when I was 18, and I started writing again when I was 48. So 
there was. Oh, really? Wow. That's so quite there a was span. thirty years that yeah there was thirty. I, I wasn't writing poetry, you know. So mm-hmm. I I, I wrote my last poetry when I was seventeen or I, I I wrote my last poem when I was seventeen or eighteen years old, and I wrote my next poem when I was forty eight. Oh wow. After. So there was no writing in between. So I don't know how to quite answer that question. So it sounds like something in you needed to come out, and writing poetry yeah. was a way for it to happen. Yes, definitely. I can understand. Definitely. I can definitely. understand. It was, something that, yeah. Yeah, it was something that I needed to do. There were some words that needed mm-hmm. to be said, um, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to put them. I just wanted to put them out there, kind of like, you know, putting – something powerful out in the atmosphere you know words are powerful yes they are um it just yeah so it's a long Mm. time yes wow that is quite a span that's a long time i Mm -hmm. i'm stunned to be quite honest but uh things happen and we stop some things and we pick up other things you know that's just how life is yeah definitely i'm not going to hold you all night Teresa. I'm not going to hold you all night, mm-hmm. but please favor us again. Favor us again with a poem. Okay, this one is out of a little poetic, so it's very short. Um, mm-hmm. And it's not titled, but it is the last poem in the book of a little poetic. And it goes... I am the kind of poem which many cannot quite understand. My words puncture the soul and cut through hard layers of disbelief one beholds. I'll tell you the deep, hidden truth that never been told. Mysteries of the divine which have been covered through time to be released into the heart of the one who relates to mine. Peace and tranquility is the end. Only if honestly is your best friend. <laughs> I like that. Can you give any advice to someone wanting to write and publish poetry? Any negative truth? Um, anyone that's wanting to write poetry, um, I definitely can believe it's, it can be done because um, I know people who, you know, have degrees in certain type of writing and things like that um, because pretty much it's just a, a little bit of skill, knowledge. So I would say if you want to do it, do it. Um, get it done. And publishing is it's a very easy process. It's a lot easier than people um, even think that it is because me, I, I did all of my publishing myself. You know, I, I wrote my books. Yes. I formatted them. I did all of that. Um, I, you know, I didn't go through a publisher. So it, I would say just get it done. Mm-hmm. Get it done. Wow. And I created, I know, and I want to speak on this, I want to, and I want to say this also, I do, I created the author's spot. And, and that's a place where you can learn all the information that you are seeking in publishing a book. And um, I'm on Facebook. So, you know, the author's spot on Facebook. The author's spot. Check it out, good people. Yes. The author's spot. I like that. I like that. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm going to close here. Give me one more poem. <laughs> Give me one more for okay. the road. <laughs> you know, I want to I read something out of um, Poetic Ecstasy. Um, okay. I'm right. not saying that this is not poetry. Um, 
But with poetic ecstasy, it's a little different because, like with Levan, he writes a lot of prose, okay? Mm-hmm. And so what mm-hmm. I did was I took that and I broke it down and I made stanzas mm-hmm. and I did some edits. So, yeah, so we're going back to the edits to try to, to make it a, a combination of both. So I think um, I should read something out of this book because I didn't read anything out of it. I just mm-hmm. uh, I just want to find the... Uh, 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 one, I'm sorry, you guys know breaks. Okay. Um, oh, jeez. Let me just pick. Okay. Let me just say this one. I'm just gonna. I just. I'm coming in. Just opening the book here. Okay. okay. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's called mm-hmm. Together Forever mm-hmm. Making. Situations will change or get blown out of proportion, but as the days go on, girl, I'll give you more love and my utmost devotion. I'll keep it always exciting within this love ocean and love you down with the slowest of motion. I'll make it feel like something out of an erotic dream and in passion's delight you'll let out small exotic screams and a thousand delights you'll be squirming and control will be shaken from the passionate artistry that we'll be forever making. That's wow. one of the poems out of I kind of fumbled there a little bit. That's that's okay. One. I didn't hear it. <laughs> Teresa. That's <laughs> okay. What do you hope readers get? What do you hope readers get from encountering your work, <laughs> encountering your poems? What do you hope readers get? <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're gonna get a whole lot of different things. They're gonna get they're gonna get a flood of emotions. They're gonna get sensuous. They're gonna get love. They're gonna get uh, everything out of this out of okay. these poems. So, <laughs> all right, <laughs> okay, here we go. We're almost there. Where can listeners find your work? <laughs> okay. Where can they find your work? <laughs> let me try to do this without fumbling live on it. Um, <laughs> you know, let me say one thing. I've never told a poet before to listen. <laughs> I don't know how that's going to come across when you play it back. <laughs> but I mean it in a loving way. All right. <laughs> This is all good. I am so glad you had me on. Um, it really, it really yes. helped me a lot because I, I'm not a live person, and then you know, like with having a podcast, everything's pre-recorded. So let me tell you, we yes. edit out everything. <laughs> so, but um, I know this is like they getting it all right here. They're going to just get it all. <laughs> and, I, and I'm so pleased. I'm so pleased that you came alive. You came alive, and I love that. I love that. Uh, I really, really do. Okay, where can listeners find your work? Okay, well, first of all, at www.TeresaJamesPoetry.com. There you will find my books where you can purchase, and if you purchase from that site, I will sign the copy and give you one of my homemade beautiful bookmarks and beautiful packaging and little stickers and all the love. I send that out when you order from that site. But I can also be found on uh, Amazon. My books, just type in Teresa James and they all pop up. Uh, so that's where they can find my work. Oh, and they can find my work on Facebook um, at Love Notes 2. 
and at mm-hmm. uh, Love Notes T O O two, Love of a Poet Group. Um, I have a, I have several poetry groups, so just go on oh, wow. there. They'll be able to they'll be able to see my other groups. Yeah. Oh wow! Uh, they can also find your work on Audible, right? Yes, I do have. Well, yeah, I do. I have mm-hmm. a audio book of The Heart of a Rose, um, narrated by uh, Courtney Young. It's just a beautiful. She did a beautiful job. Yes, yeah, she so, did. Yeah, that's she really did. <laughs> yeah, you had a chance to listen, and, and, yes. and what did you think? Yes, I, it was great. I was on a train, and I listened to it. And uh, oh, wow. <laughs> I felt joyful. For the only reason I felt loved, <laughs> I felt like you were, I don't know, just, it was just a nice, and her voice was incredible too, so that added to the, yes, it was just, it was a wonderful, wonderful book, so I recommend it as well, I really do. Audible, check it out, check Thank it out. You. Okay, Teresa, my so very much. last question, my very last question, I'll let you go. <laughs> What's next no, for you? Right. Where do you? <laughs> Wait a minute, you <laughs> You're in the rush. Okay. Well, okay. Like, you know, I said it was okay. Okay. I have some coffee, so now I'm like <laughs> <laughs> So you in it now. Alright. <laughs> I like that. Well give me one more poem then since you feeling it. Give me one more. Okay. I, I sure will. Let's see. Which one is okay? One. Um, ah, a lot of people seem to love this one. Okay. And I love the way Courtney read this too, so I'll read it. Um, it's not titled, but it's just a very sweet and very short, very sweet and short. So it starts Your love for me is like a honeycomb, sweetness <laughs> to my soul and health to my bones. With you, I feel comfort and the peace that only one could dream of. Many have come, yet no one can compare to you. Every day I love feels brand new. You are the morning sun, and my days will always be bright. My lover, my friend, my sanctuary at night. That's it. Wow. Does writing energize or exhaust you? Uh, never exhaustion. Um, it's always mm-hmm. a release, so it's always a when it's over and when it's done, when it's written, I feel like ten times better. Mm-hmm. I feel so much better. All right, all right. Yeah. So, okay, back to my question. What's next for you? Where do you go from here? Where do I go from here? Well, I just pretty much um, – I'm just going to continue doing what I do as far as the author spot. That's that's a big thing right now. I did that because um, it's hard to publish and it's hard to sell books um, if you're not mm-hmm. famous. You know, if you're Oprah, great. If you know, if you're Steve Harvey, great. But if you're not, it's hard to sell books and no one knows who you are. Mm-hmm. And I want to say that because I need everyone to understand that it is hard. So. One of the things I wanted to do is I wanted to provide a place where people can ask all the questions that they want to know about publishing, what may be best, um, the pros, the cons, mm-hmm. the ins, the outs, 
um, uh, resources and give them resources of doing so um, and um, just knowing about, you know, uh, self-publishing or or even going with uh, a traditional publisher or whatever. But, you know, um, even when going with those, you know, they're not big on uh, promoting books either. So that's what I wanted to do as far as helping people mm-hmm. to promote. And so, I, and so I spend most of my time, you know, in the author's spot, but I will continue to write poetry and I will continue mm. to post to my page. So, you know, that's as far as I'm going to, I guess where I'm going is just, you know, helping right. other authors succeed um, and getting the, the tools and information that they need and me to continue to just write poetry um, for the world, you know, to share. All right. You know, I've got the biggest smile on my face because I am so glad that I found you. I really, really am. I really am. I'm just pleased more than you ever know that I took the chance, the risk, to send you a message to say I wanted you to be on my show. And uh, that makes me very happy. Yes. (laughs) We've had fun tonight. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, Teresa, (laughs) I wish you nothing but continued success. The best that life has to offer. Your writing is sublime. Um, Wow. I think that I can say a thousand other words, but... uh, I'm just, I'm in a joyful mood because your poetry, it was just great. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. Yes. Thank you so much. All right. (laughs) To our listening audience, I want to thank you for tuning in. And as I share every week, let poetry ring somewhere throughout the land. Good night, everybody. Take care, Teresa. Good night. Talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Yes, bye.